Divine Source, Great Spirit, we call on you this day, anchoring the space sacred in service to love and the highest good of all. We thank you for shining through our hearts and our minds with your grace and your light, helping to make clear where the healing is to be found and helping us to transmute old ways of being. Grateful for your love, and so it is. Welcome to Talking Spirit, episode 17. Uh, my name is Yuta, and I'm back with my friend Elizabeth. Greetings. Uh, thank you for that prayer. And um, yeah, what caught my attention was the transmuting of old ideas, because uh, I think it goes nicely in line with the topic that we were feeling to talk about today, which is this idea of um knowledge versus wisdom and how do we discern between the two and how do we use uh perhaps knowledge that we've gained in this lifetime and maybe others uh versus how do we use wisdom on this path and also in relation to relationships and maybe spiritual community because i think we both have um endless endless examples of um yeah just feeling this nudge to have real wisdom coming through when we relate to other people or we relate to things in this world that um maybe we've only related to in old ways with sort of worldly knowledge so as always um yeah we're just here to let the spirit come through in this prayer for uh, real wisdom <laughs> and see where that wants to take us. So, yeah, what comes to mind? So two things popped in. Um, the first thing is to just say that we may use examples of people and situations in our lives. And I'm a pretty open book. And anything that I might say here I've said to a person, <laughs> so I'm not telling tales behind the scenes about any of the journey of my, my life. I'm very direct about these things. Um, and I share whatever I share with a real prayer in my heart that it be serving the highest good, that it be healing, and that it be what I'm to, to share as a message. Um, so that was showing up based on some of the things that are potentially going to come out. And the other thing that popped in was this story, the idea that when we're kids, we're in a hypnagogic state. We're highly programmable until we're about 13 years old. And so we are basically little sponges for whatever is seemingly going on in our environment. So if there's aggressive behavior happening, we sort of start to believe and align ourselves with that. If there's poverty, we start to take on stories of, you know, how the world works relative to resources. And if we're in a community and growing up with musicians and artists, we're going to orient with that kind of a mindset, right? So we pick up in the seeming early years of our lives, whatever is most present our environment does seem to inform the mind. 
And then on top of it, we may come in to this idea of a life as an eternal being with eons of stories and unresolved issues and trauma and drama that we didn't resolve in other time and space experiences. Depending on your way of looking at things, that can be part of the story that comes into your mind throughout your journey. And so by the time we're like 13, 14 years old, we've already got a new host of conditions, perceptions, beliefs, assumptions, emotions, relationship dynamics, on and on. And the spiritual journey, when you're called to it, we're all called to it. When you're called to it, it's just a matter of then the spirit saying, okay, time to let that all go and become a hollow reed in an empty vessel. If you want to wake up and if you want to be in an alignment, that's going to feel good for you while you seem to be in a body. And so we've talked in all these talks about that dismantling process, the process, the purification process. And so we get led onto a path and it might be a course in miracles. It might be shamanism. It might be Buddhism. It might be a meditation. It might be a love of nature. It might be parenting. You know, the spirit is going to lead us onto a path that's really designed for us. And so we've been in our journey and been in our dismantling process and just seem to have a story to share about that. And hopefully there'll be something said that's helpful to somebody beyond us. So that's what comes up just uh, as a starting point. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. If I just look back on my own journey, it seemed like, like you said, uh, you know, before I stepped sort of more actively on my spiritual path, it seemed like I had come with this bag of beliefs and ideas and things I've learned and um, just assumptions of what's going on in myself and in the world and maybe even ideas of feeling like I know what's going on with other people (laughs) and like all of that stuff gets taken onto the spiritual path. You come with your little bag (laughs) and the spirit kind of takes a look at the bag. And um, as, as is most helpful, you look at one thing at a time and and have it be dismantled and have it be uh, retranslated. Um, but in terms of just this whole idea of knowledge versus wisdom, there's so many times where I could have and did address things that I felt I was given to do by the spirit with some kind of past knowledge sort of mixed into it. And the result is kind of mixed in that in, in in that kind of when you address it that way the result is mixed as well you get the miracle but there's also something that's not quite lined up but it's all helpful right but i think the longer that i've been on this path and like even just my time in the spiritual community there's been so many beautiful examples of moving from having this need to use what you think you know and moving from that into this more gentle way of accepting 
the wisdom that the spirit wants to provide. You know, there's stories of people coming to my community and maybe they come from really high sort of places in the world, um, you know, running huge companies, making a ton of money. And um, they kind of want to bring all of that knowledge into community and make it work in there. And, you know, what's the first thing they might might be given to do in the community is clean, <laughs> clean the bathrooms and clean the rooms and, and, and letting that sort of simple task show them like something very different about themselves. And, and obviously have all the stuff come up too around like how unworthy is it to be cleaning when, you know, I'm used to being a CEO <laughs> and you know, what does it mean for myself now? What does that, how does that reflect on myself that I'm cleaning a toilet right now versus, you know, handling some big account in my company. And there's always something so beautiful that comes out of these sort of big shifts in what you're used to. Um, For myself too, when I first came to community, one of the first things I did was clean a large space in the property where we were staying at and I was getting it ready for um well a satsang or like just you know a get together where somebody was going to be teaching and what I was told was to kind of look at the room as my mind and the cleaning was me cleaning my mind and it was such a beautiful experience I was never somebody that liked to clean but I, this was like one of the best things I could ever experience, just cleaning that room. And in fact, I was almost too thorough because about three quarters of the way through, I was stopped because it was good enough. <laughs> but um, yeah, just, you know, you would think that maybe something as mundane as cleaning couldn't possibly lead you into awakening, but it really can just because there's there's a completely different prayer to um the experience like i wanted to i wanted to be used and i wanted to be shown like show me what to do and in what order and you know which products do i use and i didn't of course i came in with like oh yeah of course i know how to use a vacuum and i know you know how to clean a window but because there was a different prayer underneath than there was ever before, it was a completely different experience and it really had nothing to do with cleaning. So that's just like, yeah, the initial little bit that comes to my mind around, around this whole, this whole idea. Yeah. It's, um, it is interesting to look at the ways that the spirit will work on, uh, our own personal purification, what's required for us specifically, but that there are these kind of general things that tend to be seemingly helpful for people to be given a dose of humility, really. Um, <laughs> and I had a very similar, you know, it was a brownstone in Manhattan, our spiritual community taught Advaita Vedanta teachings and yoga and meditation and so, you know, it could be 30, 40 people doing a yoga class and, you know, 930 at night might be cleaning it out and it's sweaty and whatever. And that was my bedroom. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a special bedroom when I first got there. The yoga room was my bedroom, one of the classrooms, right? So 
I got to sleep on the floor and, you know, face whatever issues I had around, you know, I used to have a nice apartment or I used to have money to do whatever, or I used to have the bedding I like, right? Whatever it is. So yeah, the, the spiritual path is so much about being shown what are our hangups, what are our investments, where do we think we're the big shot, how cleaning a toilet in my mind is different from, you know, ordering a million dollars worth of gold jewelry for a company, right? Mm. The spirit in our experiences has been showing us it's all the same. All the world stuff is the same. And all your mind stuff is the same. Because your mind stuff is purely a function of trying to convince yourself that you're different from your fellows and that you're separate and different from the the divine and that you got something going on here. (laughs) And so again, we get whatever little journey of humility to help us see what we've put our energy into the great I am, the me, the I, the my, what's the story that I've painted in this life and maybe a million other lifetimes. And you and I were talking about some of my personal stuff. You know, years ago, I started a renovation business with a friend. Well, he had 20 some years of experience as a contractor doing renovations. And I show up to the job site in my flip flops. It's like an early example of it. Oh, no, you can't wear flip flops on the job site. You'll get hurt this and that. Well, I wore flip flops the entire time, pretty much. Because for me, that was where I was comfortable. I was safer in my mind in a pair of flip-flops than I was in a pair of boots because I could feel my way around energetically. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he had a program running of that's dangerous. You're going to get hurt. And I had a program of I'm safe and well, because this is how I'm comfortable. So these different perspectives on how things should be and what it should look like as you said earlier in the intro somewhere, they can come into these clashes of relationship, right? The spirit will use our relationships to show us our attachments to a role, to a persona, to a way of doing something, to a belief system. And that's the cauldron that you and I, in a more specific way, and people that are course people would be clear in their minds is like a massive piece of the path, right? Is relationships. Mm. That is where I've been led to see with spirit, oh, you're going to see yourself through these seeming people in your life or the seeming dog or the seeming weather event, you know, whatever the relationship is. And <clears throat> it's been a dynamic, dynamic process. Incredible, incredible. Couldn't imagine becoming divested from the world without those dynamics being shown to me over and over again. So you and I, before this talk, have been talking about some recent stuff where because I don't and haven't known construction, although I'm handy and capable of doing these things, I come to it a little more with a, I don't know mind as opposed to the, I know mind. I'm a little more of an open vessel than this friend of mine because he had this idea of himself and still does about how it all works. So in a recent project, I saw to take a certain kind of screw and mentioned it. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, three days into the job, the message finally got through to him. (laughs) And that was the screw we needed to have ease in the job. So when we're in our mind of thinking we know what's right for anything, we're likely to be defaulting into programs of the world and going to miss the guidance. 
And when we're in a place of saying, spirit, how do I do this? Because I want to do it with ease and grace. Then we can get the message. Yeah. And it's really kind of that simple. What's not simple is the training process, you might say. The training process of learning how to listen deeply. It just takes what it takes. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it is as simple as you and I even coming on here, um, you know, we even talked about it, uh, I think the other day, you know, having ideas around our voices and, you know, speaking and public speaking and kind of just allowing ourselves to be used and just how, how much of a wash that, that really is, because I know for myself, um, I, I remember the first time I heard my own voice in a recording and I had so much judgment around it and I didn't ever want to be speaking. Even when I was in spiritual community, it was always my least favorite to be in front of people and speak. But I had so much stuff in my mind around what, you know, I thought it was meant to look a certain way because I'd been watching people that do this kind of thing mm. really effortlessly and really beautifully. And they're, you know, able to sit there and be calm and let things just flow through them. And I thought that in some ways it should look the same for me. And, you know, it was like I was trying to emulate something that I had seen mm. versus allowing myself to just let it be the way it is for me. So, you know, even even something as simple as doing a recording, like, you know, we always have this prayer of getting out of the way so that we don't interfere with the message that wants to come through. And yeah, it's like on a day-to-day -day basis, on a moment-to-moment -moment basis, there's so many things where I could be interfering by using something from the past and, you know, allowing that to interrupt the flow of the spirit in the moment. Cause yeah, right now, you know, there's a process of dismantling our apartment, so to speak, because yeah. we're moving, we're moving into a different direction. And there's, I love doing things like that with prayer and, you know, kind of just putting things out on paper uh, the things that are sort of like running in my mind, things I, you know, feel like need to be done. And, um, and then just letting the spirit sort of work on that list with me. <laughs> and that mm -hmm. feels really gentle. Um, and at the same time, yeah, I mean, it's really simple in the end, like when I when I allow things to just be done, simply like that with the spirit, because I don't like to really get involved. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I really like when things are um like when they don't take up a lot of my energy <laughs> and uh it's usually it's usually the smoothest when i when i really can get out of the way and let the spirit show me and you know down to like oh yeah just take some pictures of this and put it on facebook marketplace or you know this we're just gonna get rid of don't worry about it <laughs> there's gonna be no money for you here <laughs> even though you maybe have paid for it, you know? So yeah, just letting things be really steered by the spirit is what I've learned to be the nicest thing. But, you know, when, when 
I know in the past, like when I've come into spots where it felt like I knew what I was guided to do, but I had no clear next step. That's when I really wanted to get involved. Like we've talked about before, right? With the resume, like, oh, well, I better get a job or, you know, I better make sure that this is, that this, that I have this and that. And it's such a bad feeling. And that's usually a really good indicator that I'm bringing something I think I know. Like, I think I know how to address this problem in my life versus just sitting for five minutes really quietly and listening to maybe a simple step that the spirit would have me take. Yeah, there's so many things flooding in, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, there's this idea of worldly knowledge versus divine wisdom, right? It's like, yeah, if you want to be really great in the world, you know, then you do things a certain way in the world's terms, right? And we just found that to be lacking. And for me, I found it to be anxiety producing and depressing. Exactly. <laughs> so I, as Yuta did, uh, I was led and took the lead to another way, not better, not comparison, just a different seeming way. And in that letting go of the worldly thinking and programming, the space came to be where we could hear another way and we could sense another way. And the intuition that had always been there started to make more sense and be clearer and be more aligned with a force that seemed to direct us in a way that produced results of more peace of mind and more joy and more happiness and more ease. And, you know, I was hearing the whole, you know, well, I've been hearing a number of things. An untrained mind can accomplish nothing. That's a coarse concept. Mm. Uh, the other thing of miracles are natural when they do not occur, something is wrong. You know, mm. this idea, I mean, I, I witnessed so much struggle in my upbringing, people struggling with their clients and working long days and hours and struggling with their health and struggling with addictions and struggling with their finances. And it just didn't make sense to me. Not that I didn't have some of that programming I came in with, not that I didn't continue on some of that programming but it just was like what is going on here and <clears throat> for me the idea of wisdom has been turning to spirit as we talk about every time saying what do i do with this this sucks the whole idea of like a course in miracles there has to be another way that's how that prayer was that brought in the course so this idea that there is another way and it's called divine wisdom mm. is really what we're talking about. Mm. And that anytime we go back into our old ideas and I know mind and it's my way or the highway, or, you know, I want to have a power trip about being somebody in the world. It usually brings us suffering. And those concepts are <clears> unique <throat> to a course in miracles. They're in every spiritual path. This yeah. is the universal spiritual awakening curriculum right we just might sometimes talk about it in course terms but um you know my own thinking did me zippo good maybe for a short term it made me some money maybe for a short term it got me some 
standing socially. Maybe in the short term, I got some seeming improvement in a career, right? But all of those things ultimately left me feeling empty, bottomed out, unfulfilled, and massively unhappy. Now, maybe there are people in the world that feel like, oh, this is the best thing going. Good for them. And that was not my experience. Mm-hmm. You know, and we talked this friend that I mentioned regarding the screws in the business. He had listened to one of our talks and he said, Oh, I heard you guys talking about you're only sharing your experience. That Utah had said something like, I don't know anything, but I can share my experience. He said, Well, I don't really relate to that. He said, you know, something about, well, I don't know, I guess relative to the spiritual path, he doesn't really see his own experience. I don't really know what it meant, but it's kind of like, that's all I got is my seeming experience. Mm. Like if something I say lands as useful in your universe, then guess what? That's spirit talking through me. All I seem to have is this experience. I I might have some worldly knowledge that spirit's going to use, but most of that stuff for me is like garbage in the garbage can at this point. (laughs) You know, because I've been shown so many times, like, we're going to do it differently, Elizabeth. We're going to do it differently than you were trained to do it. And that usually bears fruit. Yeah. That's interesting that you you mentioned that because what it brings up to my mind is like anything, anything that we come across in this world gets filtered through our small perception, which includes that bag of knowledge that we have. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even somebody listening to you and I on these talks, they're always listening with that little bag on their back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, you know, accessing that divine wisdom that we keep talking about also applies to listening to your fellow, listening to your brother. Because if you're listening from that bag of knowledge, you can't really hear anything. And you're not really in relationship with anybody. And I think, actually, that's that's one of my favorite things, listening to people. <laughs> because I'm always really excited about how the spirit interprets everything in my mind when somebody talks to me because there's so much like there's so much depth that you that I that I can access when I come from that place of really wanting to hear what somebody is wanting to tell me you know whether it's a problem or whether it's something amazing that happened to them there's always it's the words are just this one layer right that we can seem to connect with and understand but there's so much more being communicated that has nothing to do with the words. And I that's one of the things that really excites me <laughs> about accessing divine wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very kind different kind of relationship. And yeah, it's like when I think back about past relationships um, that I've been in, or you know, whether they're romantic or not, doesn't really matter, but the communication was like sideways like it wasn't meeting there was no meeting point because I was listening from my own filter and I couldn't even hear anything I only heard what I knew 
So the other person, I didn't hear at all. And, you know, throughout the years of being on this path, that's been like a real thing that, I mean, I have not mastered that in any way, but it's been really inspiring for me to really allow myself to step back, forget anything that I think I know about that person or myself, and just really listen as this space that wants to be in connection. And I think that's that's the whole thing too, like with your examples of working with your friend on these building projects, there's a desire to be really connected. And when we listen to that divine guidance and <clears throat> that divine wisdom, it really does lead to connection. And, you know, when we bump up against where we want to hold on to our knowledge, connection really disappears in that moment. So I think, yeah, like, that's a nice, nice connection for me to make right now that that's kind of all related. Um, yeah, it can be so dismantling, this kind mm -hmm. of process of, of, you know, recognizing, like, where am I actually in the way to hearing properly? And, you know, where do I maybe not want to hear? Because it's scary, or I feel like I'm going to lose control or lose who I think I am. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this person that we're referring to, my friend, I've known now coming on 20 years. And interestingly enough, we met at a retreat called Painting from the Source. And it was all about being in the channel and letting the spirit move you with the painting. And it was very, very powerful journey that week. And um, we became friends and we became sort of partners and then we had a business. And so we've been through so many permutations of our relationship, so many different ways of relating. And um, it's been a very deep, deep healing journey. And um I really consider like the idea of brothers in Christ kind of thing, which isn't really my language, but that's what's showing up. It's like, this is a, this is a blessing extraordinaire on my journey that's come to me through this friend and um, has been so deeply healing. And at this point, you know, he's in this recent like six months or so we've done a lot of table work. You know, I do energy work and he has stripped eons of stuff. But he started to say this whole thing of like, I feel naked. Mm. Right? He used to have all these protections against me seeing what is there. And I don't care. I love him unconditionally. He's bright, light, beautiful friend, right? But he keeps saying regularly, like, you, you know, he knows finally to admit that I can see what's going on in, the, in there. And nobody really feels so comfortable with that idea, right? But that's the relationship with the spirit is to get to that place where we go, oh, spirit, you know all my nooks and crannies. You all, you know all of my bigotry, all of my self-centeredness, all of my hang-ups mentally, emotionally, sexually, physically, financially, right? We get to the place where we don't want to be putting up the roadblocks with the spirit, and so the spirit has more room to come through, and the messages get clearer and clearer, right? It's the same thing for me with this friend. It's like, We've done so much healing together. We're very telepathic. And I do pick up his psyche and his quirks and all that and reflect them back, right? Not an easy dance, right? The relationship dynamics, if you're really going for healing and awakening, 
it's going to be uncomfortable sometimes. You're going to have reflected back to you some stuff that you might not like, right, about yourself. So these relationships really are sacred. Mm. They are incredibly important, vital to our awakening, right? And so if you don't know that you're using your relationships for your spiritual awakening and healing, it's going to be hard to feel like you're getting wisdom out of them. (laughs) It's going to feel like a power trip and a power struggle and a pissing match most of the time, right? But if you have the context of this is for my purification, my healing, for knowing the divine more clearly, wow, what, what, what grace that is to have somebody, whether it's a pet, whether it's a teacher, whether it's a partner, whether it's a friend, to have anybody play that role with you, oh my God, what grace, right? He and I as friends, we we butt heads all the time with stupid ego dynamics, right? But there's an undercurrent of understanding this is where the healing is, right? You and I do it slightly different way, right? We're in this shared purpose of wanting to be stripped bare so that all that's left is the light of spirit shining through us. Amazing. Mm. And that's, that's really what everybody is calling for. Everybody wants to be free of limitations, right? That's what everybody somewhere deep down, however it looks in their lives, that's what everybody's calling for. And it's really nice to answer that calling because it does lead to more freedom it really does lead to more freedom so yeah it's a it's a really beautiful topic just allowing this divine wisdom to come through and uh we're we're actually back at our time limit (laughs) yeah there's a surprise (laughs) yeah it's been wonderful yeah (laughs) Yeah. yeah, it does, because we go into this no time time when we're in yeah. this, right? We just go out of it, and we're just in with spirit, and then boom, you, God bless you, have the clock that you're watching, <laughs> yeah. and keep us on track, so. Yeah. yeah, so I think that's, you know, it's just a beautiful thing to be able to offer this kind of space where you know we we come from this place of really just wanting to connect with that wisdom and allowing ourselves to do this gives permission to others as well to really let that be <clears throat> just more of a driving force in their lives and i think that's really lovely and i'm really grateful for it and i'm glad you're part of it <laughs> yeah so Thanks to everybody for joining us again. We'll see you next time. Bye for now. Bye.